the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do wildly appreciate it. I am, I hope, fully come across this way a lot like you. I hope that I have more money than you because I've worked pretty hard and I, I feel I did. Um, I'm not trying, I, I, I didn't have an inheritance. I, I have a friend who was my college buddy and uh, she married a guy whose daddy was from Richmond, Virginia. And uh, when they got married, he was darn sure she was going to do on a prenup so that the money stayed in the family and he was a trust baby. His name was Elman. Who names their kid Elman? E-L-M-O-N. Elman Fudd. Uh, Right? That's the first thing that comes to my head. But when they married, uh, Daddy was darn sure. And and I remember meeting the guy, and I was like, oh, she's my college best friend. And, you know, we looked out for each other. We we shared notes with each other. And uh, I wish I could have sent our notes and uh, don't marry a guy with a trust fund. Uh, look at it. Like he takes all of his friends to uh, the Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame, every year. There's a game and some sort of party and induction, and football season's back on, and he gets a bus, and they all drive up. I want to say like six buddies that he's treating, and I'm like, he's paying for friends, right? So I hope I don't come across as a trust baby because I'm not. Um, I try to share with you things that have worked, and. For instance, today in the news, GoPro. Now, they're getting hit 25%. The market's getting hit for a different reason. GoPro is getting hit. And if we take today, if we were to even isolate GoPro versus the market, it would be very, very difficult to do. But we would be able to do it. Um... And ultimately what we have is GoPro is their Hero 8 camera. It's not going to make it for the holiday season. And last I looked, last I looked, the holiday season's coming up in 80 odd days, right? So that's when you have to have that camera ready. And some sort of production delay. Was it tied to China? I don't know. I think I vaguely remember saying that they said they weren't going to manufacture in China when the tariffs started getting hit. But don't quote me on that. Because I don't work for any news on any action on any stocks from the show. Um, I do make mistakes. But I think I remember that about 45 days ago. So the markets this morning, at 7 a.m. Pacific time, we got the services number. And it wasn't good. It wasn't great. 
It wasn't stinking awful, but it was meh. And the markets fell 300 points on the Dow. That's 1,100 points in three days. Except for the fact that now that it's one hour later, things have fought back. Not all the way back, but the Nasdaq's positive. The S&P 500's positive. The the Dow's down 150. Um, So that's three-day total, blah, 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 blah. 800, 900 points. Um, Could we hit 1,000? For sure. But what a difference an hour makes, right? Oh, boy. Elizabeth Warren's in the news today. PepsiCo, not yet ready to get into cannabis, but their quarter was pretty good. And they said the consumer's buying more Pepsi products. So, and they don't see a recession. Now, again, the consumer is typically a lagging indicator. When we cut our spending, it's typically too late. Now, what's a leading indicator of a recession or a leading indicator of, of economic data? Um, capital expenditures. Companies feeling confident to go out and buy equipment. That's dried up like the desert, like the Sahara. Which is how I describe my mom's meatloaf. What's your mom's meatloaf like, guy? Rob? Should I come, should I come over for dinner? Your mom's having meatloaf. I go, it's like, it's like the Sahara. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waiters or waitresses. Uh, Elizabeth Warren in the news, she now wants to throw out that she has a new labor plan, including a $15 minimum federal wage. Now, all things aside, um, I'm not offended by the idea of a $15 minimum wage. I don't get worked up over that, because you can look around and you can see California's at 11, and Oregon's at 11 and a quarter, Washington's at 12. Then you get to Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, no minimum wage. Then you get to Virginia, North Carolina, Texas, Oklahoma, 725. So we kind of, we're all over the place, in my opinion, on minimum wages. I don't really get that offended by the idea, but Bank of America, no, no, was it, it was Wells Fargo? Who was it today? One of the banks basically said, there's going to be a boatload of jobs lost to robots. Do your job well, or a robot's going to take it over for you. 100000 plus in banking. I could already tell you, and it was kind of cute, because the hosts on Bloomberg Radio were giggling like, we've already seen our negatives in radio. I get it. I get sometimes denial, but more and more is going to be automated. And your job, I'm not against $15 minimum wage. That doesn't offend me. What I can tell you is that you're going to be replaced by automation. And the best way of looking at it is, is McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-bop. I'm loving it. Um, we should get like the Big Mac song or something else on occasion. Because that, people will remember that one fondly as well. But if you go into McDonald's now, they've really cut down the number of people in their stores. And they've automated a lot with kiosks. And my bank has been automated a lot with kiosks. It's a little disconcerting at times. It's like, is there a real human on the other side ever? And we've seen bots take over a lot of uh, call centers. Winter today. 
Activision Blizzard and PepsiCo, Loser Today, Constellation Brands, and Delta Airlines. Boy, the airlines are getting hit pretty good. They're an indicator, a leading indicator of a recession. Their stock prices. Constellation Brands is kind of got, I'm not going to say in over their head with cannabis, but it ain't, it ain't fighting. BMW's Mini is fighting to stay alive in the SUV-obsessed America. It is funny when you're in a big truck or something like that and you go buy a small car. It is kind of jarring. Like, I hope they don't get hit by a bicycle. Hall of Fame running back Terrell Davis once made a huge money blunder. He wants others to learn from it. What do you think it was? What do you think it was? He got into a project but he didn't get the blessing from the city on the building. And it crushed him. So he wanted to do beverages. He wanted to manufacture beverages, like performance beverages. There is something to be said for doing your homework before you jump into a business idea. I know you're saying that's one of your weaker points ever, Rob. True debt. True debt. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Solar stocks are soaring. It's not the easiest thing in the world to say. But solar stocks are soaring as the broader energy sector struggles to hold on to its gain for the year. So look at energy in a couple ways, right? Natural gas, oil. Oil can be broken down into the companies that have it in the ground, the companies that pull it from the ground, the companies that go hunt for more of it, the companies that deliver it through pipelines, the companies that refine it. Solar is a little bit of a weirdo in that world. Uh, it shouldn't be, but in the investment world, it doesn't get the attention that it should. And yet, the Invesco Solar ETF has returned 50% year-to-date, far outpaced the 15% rise of the SP energy sector. There's been a rise in oil prices. There's been lower interest rates, stronger earnings growth from uh, the group. So that's worthy of note. If you take a look at the top 10 holdings in Invesco Solar ETF, and this is how I do, how I start some research sometimes. If there's an area that's interesting to me, let's call, say Bitcoin. And I know nothing about Bitcoin, companies that do it, companies that trade in it, companies that benefit from it. I may go look for a Bitcoin ETF and then I'll look at their holdings. Because they've already done the work for me. Now, in solar, I know a lot of these names. A lot of them I don't. Um, the top 10 holdings in Invesco Solar ETF. And these could be smaller names. That's one of the things I, I first have to recognize and go, uh-oh. That ETF may be up big, but it, it might be coming from small caps into mid-cap world. And I'm a large cap kind of guy. But Solar Edge Technologies is about 9% of the fund. First Solar, about 8.8%. Company I've never heard of, Zynel, like vinyl, but with an X. Solar. 
Skatech Solar, never heard of. Terraform Power, I've heard of. Atlantica Yield, haven't heard of. Incavis, I've heard of. Sunrun, I've heard of. Inphase, I've heard of. So I'll look at an ETF on occasion just for ideas. Now, I'll, I'll further play along with this one and say the top performing stocks in the ETF are Inphase Energy, Solar Edge, and SunPower, which are up 363%, 131 and 104%. So those three companies have dragged the rest of them higher. So it's not like I can go out and be a stock picker. Because out of the 10 names, three of them are rocking it. That doesn't leave you the best odds. Now again, if you're a stock picker, this is great. Remember, you can pick your nose, you can pick your stocks, but you can't pick your friend's nose. Wait, I don't even know what that means. Um, but if I wanted to play a trend, maybe I do go with an ETF. But in this case, I'm not saying I do or don't. And I can promise you I don't own this ETF. But it's something I look at, and then I'm like, okay, what could be a catalyst for solar? Upcoming expiration of the federal tax cut, tax credits could be a negative catalyst. Through the end of 2019, 30% of the cost of installing a solar energy system can be deducted from federal taxes. In 2020, that drops to 26%. In 2021, down to 22%. In 2022, it's down to 10%. Now, that's not terribly negative, given that solar is now the most cost-competitive without subsidies. It's not the first time the industry has been caught in political crossfire between like Republicans and Democrats, and, and you know where do we get money for our reelection campaigns? I don't know what, how to say that. Taking a look at sun and solar power, the adoption of solar power and the ecosystem involved from the panel makers and the installation companies to the to the power providers, it's been on the rise from both individuals and corporations. Residential adoption of solar power is growing eight percent year over year. You could probably listen to Barry Cinnamon show. He's a solar installer kind of guy. Interesting dude. He knows his stats well. Facebook announced a partnership last year with Long Road Energy Partners for 4,600-acre solar farm in West Texas. That's going to be a thing. And uh, corporate jets are like the biggest, one of the biggest wastes and biggest polluters in the world. And what you're going to start seeing is, if you're going to fly in a corporate jet, you're going to have to buy solar power from somewhere to kind of offset your usage. I think more and more that happens. I think more and more people want that to happen. I think people want to feel good about the bad they're doing. They don't want to curb their bad behavior. I see. I, I, I could kind of make a case for all this. I don't know. I guess it's not totally up to me, is it? McDonald's is a seasonal drink coming out. Woohoo! I can't get excited by seasonal drinks. But anything to get you in the store is kind of the story, right? And you've seen the fast food wars just awesome go lose their mind over chicken in the month of September. Kentucky Fried Chicken had to be outdone by Wendy's, who had to be out. Spicy chicken nuggets. I didn't even know those were a thing, but man, you got inundated. So the companies like Starbucks, Krispy Kreme, Dunkin', McDonald's, they all have to come up with like ways to get you in their store. 
McCafe donut sticks have as a chocolate dipping sauce. Ooh. Well, that doesn't really excite me. But what will Starbucks do? Starbucks has got the pumpkin thing. The pumpkin latte that people have lost their mind over. Um, but McDonald's has got donut sticks now. And I'll be honest with you, they do kind of look delicious. Um, crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. Mmm! But I'm still not going to make a trip to McDonald's for it. That's just me. You know, I was thinking, uh, you know, GoPro stock's down 25% today. I kind of wish he'd, the CEO would get on CNBC and say Shazbot. Do you remember Shazbot from Mork and Mindy? I do. It's kind of a curse word. Without being a curse word, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. A little sore music taking us to break. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Talking about the markets. It's pretty easy to talk about markets at this point in time. We've had a great 10-year run. In no way, shape, or form am I saying things are over. Do you remember the end of the movie Animal House? Good time for my producer to be clicking on his keyboards. Where John Belushi gives the speech, it's over. And then he just jumps in and goes, nothing is over till we say it is over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And his buddy goes... Germans. Hell no, and it ain't over now. Um, Ten-year run on the stock market may be over. And here's the thing. I don't care. Nor should you. And when I say I don't care, I'm not being a jerk. I'm not being apathetic. I'm not being uh, mean. I'm not doing anything like that. What I'm trying to do is say, uh, this is a normal and healthy thing. We're not in a recession yet. You're going to hear a lot of bluster from Trump. A lot. Pretty normal, in my opinion, for finger pointing to start coming around. Maybe we go into recession. Maybe we don't. Uh, It's a little tough to say for sure. And that's not like hedging. That's just saying like it's pretty normal. And a lot of people thought when Trump got into office, we were going straight to a recession. They didn't happen that way. Was it the tax cut that helped? I don't know. The Hunt for Red October was a great Tom Clancy book. Great book. One thing that my father didn't, I don't, I'd have to sit down and think about this. My father loved those spy books. The Tom Clancy kind of things. I think being a military man, it kind of came with the territory. So, this is a red October. And this isn't the Russians we're hunting down at this point in time. It's a bad first two, maybe three sessions on the market. We're now in a damnable situation. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. When the Federal Reserve meets later this month. 
if they lower interest rates, they're kind of admitting that, yeah, the economy has slipped further than they thought. Their job is to fight inflation. There's not a lot of it. Depends on who you are, though, right? If you're a senior citizen going to the doctor, you're like, damn, there's a lot of inflation. If you're a young buck, um, your TVs are getting smaller, cheaper, faster. Depends on what you're consuming. So bloodletting the past two sessions is leading into bloodletting this session. All sectors. Consumer spending accounts for roughly 70% of the GDP, and if the consumer's pulling back, the fortunes of the global economy aren't going to improve anytime soon. History will tell us what happened. Was it the 10 to 25% tariffs that the United States announced on the European Union? Wait, 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 what? I thought we were doing tariffs with China. Oh, now we're doing them with uh, European Union as well. Tied towards um, only about $7.5 billion of goods. But targeting specifically aircraft. And there's a big company called Airbus, which is the European Union's, and this predates the European Union, it's Europe's fight back against Boeing's dominance. And like, why are you making all that money on aircraft and we're not making any? And the French go, we cannot make a whole airplane, but we can do the wings. And the Germans go, we cannot make, or what's a German accent? We cannot do an airplane, but we can do the, the cabin. So all the different, Gesundheit, um, all, the different Germ, all the different European countries kind of got together and said, well, if you do the wings, we'll do the engine. And if you do the engine, we'll do the cockpit. If you do the cockpit, we'll do the software. And they all kind of traded it and became part of the European Union. And again, I shouldn't say European Union. This is pre-European Union. But our government's going after them because ultimately, I don't know if it's, uh, hey, look that way. There's no impeachment talks going on here. But maybe. There was also a WTO ruling on the EU, European Union, providing subsidies to aircraft manufacturer Airbus. There is no doubt. And again, it, it's, it's not as if we don't give tax cuts to our companies. But that's turning into an issue, and that would be positive in theory for Boeing. I don't know. It looks like Boeing's not going to get that jet back in the air until early February, March. But they are starting to talk about things like training pilots when we return to service. Retraining pilots. Pepsi's up. Remember the Coca-Cola ad I'd like to buy the world a Coke? Um, there's a play on I'd like to you know, teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Uh, soda. Fizzy water. Doing okay. Pepsi also does like Doritos. Not going to go out of business. Probably not in our lifetime unless it turns out sodas cause cancer. Wait, wait. Sodas cause diabetes? Probably, probably not going to go out of business because people. There you go. There's a little Coke and Pepsi, consumer goods. They've lived through numerous recessions. I'm not saying go buy that. I kind of wish I owned some Pepsi or some Coke. I don't. I do in indexes probably right. Tesla's down almost five percent after reporting record third quarter deliveries that fell short of expectations. 
a lot of people worry that Netflix is going to become the next Tesla. That's kind of interesting, right? If you look at the car industry, you see that it's littered with companies that have gone completely out of business, bankrupt. Aston Martin's been bankrupt seven times, more than Trump. <laughs> I'm not a Trump basher. I didn't like Trump before he became president. I always thought people um, who idolized him, and I, I once was dating a girl, a young lady, and uh, she had Trump's book on her bookshelf. I'm like, that's a deal breaker, Right? Constellation Brands is in the news. They're a big play on marijuana. Well, they're actually a big play on uh, beer. But they have bought into the marijuana industry with canopy growth. The problem is there's no profits in the marijuana industry. There's a lot moving on, but it's also tough to become a, a manager at Constellation Brands and go, okay, wait, wait. Let's roll out a national marijuana drink, CBD. It's going to cause people to chill. We're going to call it the Chillaxer. Oh, wait, wait. We can't sell that in Massachusetts because they've got marijuana laws. They have CBD oil, which doesn't give you the high, per se, or the hallucinatory side effects. So Constellation Brands is a little bit of a mess, but they still have that bet, but it's not paying off. And they probably overpaid. But that's your play on marijuana if you want to play on marijuana, because you also get to play on beer. Modelo Especial is the hottest beer going right now. General Motors down today as the UAW strike wears on. You know what's what's interesting about GM is I just don't care. It's almost as if it's, it, it was a leftover stock from my daddy's era. Daddy, tell me about the stock market. Well, son, you should take a look at General Motors. It's a good American steel car company that does their job well. And it's just, I don't know, my generation, and this is horrible for me to say, I dated a girl who lived in Pennsylvania, like the bluest part of Pennsylvania, like blue collar, real hardcore, uh, close to some assembly factories for cars. And it was funny because if you went to like a movie theater, you did not see one Toyota. You did not see one Honda in the parking lot. Again, Californians, we get kind of jaded. We're afraid to travel east of the, the Rockies. Uh, we won't, well, I won't say we won't go west of Hawaii because I know many people go to Asia, but we're pretty kind of embedded in, uh, you know, what we do and don't do. I can't even imagine buying a GM vehicle. Like, it doesn't even come across my head to think GM. Maybe a Ford truck because they get such strong reviews for not just toughness, but like not breaking down. But I don't get GM. My dad would die if he knew that. He'd be like, you bought a... My dad fought in Vietnam. And um, it's probably safe to say that, you know, World War II was still fresh in his head. In his you know, generation's head. And, you know, the Japanese imperialism and their march through Asia... Uh, my dad would probably be pretty pissed that I've bought two Toyotas. He'd probably not like that. All th- he may not say it, but he's dead, so who cares? He could do the Watusi on his grave. Initial claims didn't cause any stir today. First time unemployment claims. Again, in the next couple of days, we're going to settle down 
we're going to say, okay, was there a shift in the action for the permanent? I think it's probably likely that we're going to enter a phase of correction. Probably likely doesn't mean definitively. But in a couple days, in the days ahead, we're also going to look at the, the employment numbers. And then we're going to start looking at the Christmas numbers. And in between the employment numbers, like we get Friday employment. Uh, but two weeks after that, we get earnings. So there's a lot to work with in the back half of the year. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Netflix is down 30% in the last 90 days, three months or a quarter, however you want to look at it. They're going to report their next set of numbers October 16. A lot like Chipotle. When it fell, do you have the courage to go, okay, this was a high-flying company that I once would have, you know, cut my hand off and flush it down a toilet down. Now that it's got food safety or food quality issues, probably safety is right. Um, now that it's fallen 50%, it could go to zero if it falls another 50 plus percent. Or now's the time that it's on sale. Bank of America saying that, you know, the upcoming earnings results for Netflix will show whether it's able to compete with new rival platforms like Disney, Apple, and others. I personally think that it's not going to be this quarter that's the make or break. I think it's going to be the first quarter of 2020. When people have got all their new devices for the holidays and they go, okay, which one do we want? We want one or both. And I think that's going to be the big quarter. But I throw that out there because I kind of want to get in on this one. And I like telling you my thoughts. Bank of America sees Netflix shares rising 67% to $450 over the next 12 months and projects revenues of 5.2. Wait, wait, didn't you just say, Rob, that Bank of America thinks this is a make or break quarter? Uh-huh. But yet they see the stock having 67% upside, potentially, if they're able to hit things. Until Apple's content library gains scale to compare to Netflix or Amazon or it becomes bundled with other high-value content, the product is currently positioned as a nice-to-have for Apple device users, but not a must-have, nor is it considered a substitute for Netflix and the large catalog. One of the things I like watching, and I'll, I'll be honest, and I'm telling you a little bit more, too much about myself, one of the things I like watching is, is some stand-up comedy. If I get a chuckle after a day where I have to deal with car accidents and Trump and... Stock market pulling back and people getting scared. If I can get a chuckle, I'm like thrilled. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, for the uh, If I were to be a clown, what would your clown name be? I always thought mine would be Chuckles. Because <laughs> it's scary and upsetting all at the same time, right? <sighs> GoPro struggling. Would I own GoPro stock? That's good question 
And the answer is no. I think the product's cool, but there was a lot of USB cameras that kind of came and left. And as a guy who works in TV, handheld cameras are kind of like intriguing. How are we going to replace, you know, uh, film and how are we going to replace newscasts and things like that? Uh, GoPro was fascinating because it was a pretty cool product. And then they have the Hero 8 black camera. Uh, but forecasts are being slashed on it. And I personally just think GoPro has that feeling of a category that's just going to disappear. If you look at the new Apple commercials, what you probably see, and you have to watch a little bit of TV. I watch sports. I admit it. Um, I watched a little of the Sharks game last night. Disappointing. Um, I don't get involved. I don't yell. I don't do anything like that. But if you watch sports, you'll probably see a commercial for Apple. And the big thing that they're pushing right now is this wind tunnel. And ultimately, in the wind tunnel, they blast things like, well, they bring out a big hairy dog and they blast air through it. And you can see the big hairy dog's hair going everywhere. And the Apple camera is able to capture it beautifully. Um, and then the next commercial, they got like these little plastic toys that they shoot out of a cannon at the camera. And the camera is able to handle it beautifully. I wouldn't want to be GoPro because the messaging on Apple right now is we're a camera company. GoPro is down 24% today. It's kind of like that person who's fallen and can't get up. Do you remember her? I've fallen and I can't get up. My mom fell, which is funny because that was a, a meme before there were memes. Kids were laughing about that old lady who had fallen in her house and got on TV and couldn't get up. And she had to have a push-button alarm system tied to her neck. And then my mom went through that. And I'm like, man, getting old sucks. But. And that's the CEO of GoPro today on CNBC. <laughs> no, I'm just making that up. That is not true. But the stock's sitting at a 52-week low, essentially. It's under $5. And you know, oftentimes I say stupid things, but you get my point when I say stupid things. I think you should have standards on dating. When you're in college, you should date college women. You shouldn't date high school women, girls. When you're in your 30s, you can still date college women, but you definitely can't date high school girls. When you're in for your 40s, it's starting to get a little bit weird to date college girls. College age. But you still really, really can't date high school girls. You have to have standards. So GoPro right now has a market cap that's tiny. It's half of a billion dollars. Apple could flatulate half a billion dollars in cash. They could be at lunch day and go, ah, burp it out. It would be nothing but a thing. Uh-uh. Do they have some patents that might be interesting? Yes. But... My standards are I don't like stocks under $5, and I don't like stocks that are broken, and I don't like stocks that have the ability to fall 23% in one day. That rather upsets me. I would be upset if I own a million dollars of this, and it's down 250000 in one day. I'd be downright angry. I don't, like, I don't mess with stocks like that. I think it could go the way of like a Palm Pilot, a PDA, personal digital assistant, not public display of affection. 
Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.